Alright, so we're in Hebrews chapter 12 this morning. Look what it says in verse 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. What I want to preach about this morning is... Uh, I want to talk about a weight loss program for 2022. Now, don't panic. It has nothing to do with your diet and your physical weight. Okay, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna get scales up here uh, after church, weigh everybody, and say we're gonna do this again at the end of the year uh, and make sure you all lost some weight. We're not gonna do that. Okay, that's that's not our business. But we're going into the new year, which is uh, weight loss is going to become a big focus of everybody. And I'm for all the New Year's resolution stuff. I like the idea of just kind of a reset and a chance to start over. And, you know, we all fail and we all mess these things up. But one thing we don't think about very often when it comes to a new year, and something you should probably think about when figuring out your New Year's resolutions or whatever, is losing weight that it talks about here in Hebrews 12. Because notice how he says to lay aside every weight and the sin which just so easily beset us. Now, what is this weight that he's talking about. And I personally believe, based on the context, based on the fact that chapter 11 is all about faith. It's just giving example after example of people in the Bible who did great things and saw great things happen, great things were accomplished because of their faith. And so then when he gets to chapter 12, he says, Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, hey, we have every reason to have great confidence in the fact that anything can happen if we will have faith. If we will just trust God, we can, we, because we have so many witnesses. We have this great cloud of witnesses. We have Moses. We have Abraham. We have all these people that were mentioned. We often have people in our own lives, people who had great faith and the great things were accomplished because of their faith that they had. And so when you, when you consider all the witnesses that we have that tells us that having faith works, having faith gets the job done, then we should also want to remove things that would hinder that faith, and that's where weights come in. It's things that hinder our faith, things that aren't necessarily sin. You know, there's some things that the Bible has not strictly forbidden, but yet those things in our lives, are there, they might hinder us from having faith. There are things that we can get caught up in, things that we could spend too much time or maybe focus on too much. And as a result of that, we don't have the faith that we should have. And therefore, work for the Lord ends up getting hindered. And let me tell you, as a church, we can have a lot of things down when it comes to our doctrine, when it comes to our rules, our practices, whatever you want to call it. But you know, if we don't have any faith, we won't get anything done. And a lot of times we're so focused on you know, dotting I's and crossing T's of the Scripture, that we often lose sight of the fact that, you know, the most important thing we can have is faith. And so what we should be doing is saying, what are some things that are hindering me from having faith? Because, let's just admit it, we all have doubts when it comes to certain things. Often, there's things that God maybe is speaking to us about, things He wants us to do, maybe things God's wanting us to do as a church, but often we have this attitude... I don't think that can happen. I don't think we can get that done. I don't think we can accomplish that. We don't have faith. 
And whenever you find yourself in that situation where you're not having faith, what we really need to do is really search our hearts, search our lives, and ask ourselves, what is hindering me from having this faith? And you know what you should do? You should remove that. And you know what that's called? That's called laying aside weight. Laying aside those weights. And what all of us should do going into 2022 is we should ask ourselves and just kind of do it. I hope you do a self-evaluation as we preach through this message and just say, what are some things in my life that is causing me to doubt, that's causing me to not have faith? And I would like to go into 2022 a little lighter, carrying a, carrying a lighter load. And just like we often want to lose weight so we can be more healthy and maybe do more physically, we should say, I want to remove weight from my life spiritually so I can do more for the Lord, so I can have greater faith, so I can accomplish more things for the cause of Christ. Because let's just face it, you want to know why a lot of people just aren't doing anything for God? They just they don't have any faith. You know why a lot of people aren't going to go soul winning? Because they don't, they don't really believe people are actually going to get saved from that. And so why, why would they do that? And a lot of areas in our lives where we're just disobedient to God it, and we're just failing or neglecting certain things that God has told us to do, it's because we just don't have the faith that God's going to accomplish anything. I mean, folks, if we did, if, if as a church, we just, if we really believed that, you know, this was going to be our best year in winning people to Christ, if we were going to reach the most people with the gospel this year than ever before, I mean, if, if we really had faith that those things would happen, you know what we'd do? We'd be out there getting busy, knocking doors. I mean, we'd be, start, we'd be starting things off right. And we've got to make sure that if there's something in you that's saying, I don't think it's going to get done. You know what you need? You got to remove that from your life. And a lot of times if a preacher can't get up and show you a thou shalt or a thou shalt not in the Bible, then we think we don't need to worry about it. Or if we do think it's something that needs to be removed from our life, we feel like we got to make this rule for everybody. And it's like, well, this is something that hinders me. Therefore, you know, the preacher should preach against it. Well, it might not necessarily be a sin. It might be a weight for you. And what you need to learn to do is just forget what everybody else is doing and just say, you know what? This is something that's affecting my faith. This is something that's hindering me and I'm going to do what I need to do and I'm going to get it done and who cares what everybody else does. And let me tell you this, you know, this message today, this is not about making a bunch of rules for everybody in this church today. This is about you doing a self-evaluation and figuring out what am I carrying around that I don't really need that's preventing me from having the kind of faith that I should have because great things are accomplished through faith. We're going to have the greatest year that we've ever had if we have the most faith that we've ever had. That's the only way. So all of us need to be checking ourselves and seeing what we need to lay aside. And so uh, we've got to identify these things. And so verse uh, in Romans 14, turn over Romans chapter 14, because again, not necessarily, all these things that we talk about aren't necessarily sins, okay? but they, they could be things that are causing us to not have faith. In Romans 14, 22, it says, hast thou faith, have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in the, that thing which he alloweth. And he that doubteth is damned if he eat, because he eateth not of faith. For whatsoever is not of faith is sin. And this is that passage. We all know this about eating meat sacrificed to idols and things like that. And, you know, there's some things that mean different things to different people. You know, holidays. 
okay, mean different things for different people. And you know what? People have got to figure out what they need to do in those situations, okay? Same thing, too, when it comes to eating. I mean, there might be some people that get, I mean, even save people that get really convicted eating pork. You know what? If, if that's how they feel, I don't think they should eat it. You know, until they can eat it with faith, I think they should just do without it. But at the same time, too, you know, let me just say, eating pork does not hinder my faith. It does not affect my faith. And so, uh, that's not a problem for me. But it might be for someone, else, for someone else. And so, you know, it's the same thing, too. You know, when it comes to observing days and things like that, you know, and holidays. Listen, if it's a problem for you, then don't do it. But if it's not a problem, go ahead. We don't all have to do the same thing. We have to figure out what works for us, what helps us in our life. And let me tell you, whatever we're doing, if we're not doing it in faith, and the Bible says it's sin. And we've got to make sure that, you know, we are, that we're people who walk by faith. We've been commanded to do that as Christians. And so let's go through some of these things in Hebrews 12 and see if some of the principles that we see in here can help us to identify weight that we might be carrying around that again, the weights are, are things that are hindering our faith. That's how we need to look at it. What is hindering me from having faith? What's causing me to doubt? So look what it says in verse 3. It says, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be wearied and faint in your minds. Ye have not resisted unto blood, striving against sin. You know what? We need to take a look at what we are putting into our mind and how it's affecting us. And so the writer of Hebrews here is, you know, you know, look, look at Jesus Christ. Look at what he did. Look at what he allowed himself to go through. And you know what? Use, use him as an example. Otherwise, if you don't, you know what you're going to do? You're going to faint in your minds. Because you know what? When it comes to our faith, we faint in our minds before we faint in our bodies. I mean, that's just, that's just reality. We faint in our mind first. And, he's, and then he goes on to say, you've not resisted unto blood. I mean, think about how persecuted we act as Christians right now. And, I mean, none of us have probably bled for our faith. I mean, yeah, we get chewed out every now and then. You know, we get yelled at, outsoling. But, you know, uh, we haven't been beat up. Aaron got pushed this year, but... Are you bleeding? I, you know, I mean, you know, and, and the fact is we've not, you know, we're not shedding blood yet. We can allow these things to just affect our mind and we can faint in our mind. You know, I mean, think about the resistance. I mean, the, all the resistance that we have received in this church has predominantly been on YouTube. I mean, look at how many people have said bad things about us on YouTube. Let me tell you, the only way that can affect us is up here. Okay? And let me tell you, if we get affected up here, it can affect us in other areas too. But that, they only have the ability to make us faint in our mind. You know what? They can't make us bleed from a video. And you think about just all the, I mean, you know, I, we still occasionally from, you know, the attacks we got a couple of years ago from the homos have people come on. You know, leaving comments again, it's like they find those videos and then they decide to, you know, they think those orders to go spam our Facebook and all that are like still current. 
and then they get in there late, and it's just like, but folks, it's not that big of a deal. You all understand that? But you know, there's a lot of preachers today that they don't want to put their stuff online. You know why? Because they're afraid of that very thing. They're afraid. uh, There's a lot of preachers. They know the truth when it comes to certain things, when it comes to certain doctrines, but yet they're not willing to put themselves out there and speak the truth. You know why? Because they're afraid they're going to get persecution. They're afraid they're going to get opposition. You know what they've done? They fainted in their mind. What they should do is just have faith and do the right thing and just believe that God will get them through it. But they just, they can't, you know, they're, they're in their minds. They're thinking about all these horrible things and they've not even been attacked online, yet they've been rendered helpless. And let me tell you something that, you know what, that's not good. And you know what, whatever it is that's causing you to feel that way, you know what you got to do? You got to lay that aside. For some people, it might mean they need to just get off social media. Some people, they might need just not be, you know, they might not be capable of watching the news going online, seeing all these things. And listen, I know preachers who, I mean, they make it a practice to not do those things, to not look at what's going on in social media, to not read the comments, to not, because they know it will affect them. They know it will cause them, it'll be a stumbling block for them. So you know what they've done? They've just kind of laid aside that weight. Okay, And you know what? That's what we should do. That's just wisdom. You know, some people probably shouldn't watch the news. I'm not going to get up here today and tell you it's a sin to watch the news, but I will tell you this. There are probably many people in here that watching the news affects your faith. Watching the news, it causes you to have doubts. It causes you to fear. It causes you to have worry. Watching the news, you've seen all that propaganda. It's probably starting to make some of you think, oh, you know, I don't think the homos are that bad. You know, I don't know. You know, maybe... You know, maybe Biden is a pretty good president. I don't know. You know, I mean, some of you might be thinking that from watching that all the time. You know what? If it's affecting you like that, you should probably lay that aside. You should probably say, you know what? I'm going to get rid of that boat anchor around my neck. I'm not carrying that through 2022. And you know what I'm doing? I'm unsubscribing from all those, you know, cable news networks and CNN and all that kind of stuff because they're affecting my faith. And if they're affecting your faith, get rid of it. Don't carry that weight through 2022. You need to lay that kind of thing aside. And so again, some of these things might not necessarily be sin, but if it's affecting you negatively, if it's causing you to not have faith, get it out of your life. You know, there's some subjects and there's some people that you might need to avoid because they affect your faith. They cause you to doubt. I know preachers that you get around them you just get discouraged because they're always talking about how horrible everything is. And, you know, they're just, it's like it's the end of the world and, it, you know, ministry is the hardest thing. And they, these people literally get you down. And then you've got the other preachers, I don't want to be around either, that just talk like everything's great and just pretty much brag on themselves and their ministries the whole time. I don't like those people either. But, you know, at the same time, you know, you got you to figure out who you're going to allow to influence you. And if it's causing you to not have faith, get rid of them. And so, you know, often uh, people, and especially preachers, what they do, they identify something that causes problems for them, and maybe for other people, but then they go on a mission of turning that thing into a sin. And you know, we can't do that, okay? We can't make up new sins. 
Y'all understand that? And just because something causes you to sin does not mean that thing is a sin itself. You know, for example, guns. We all, we all know the gun arguments. Okay? Guns, you know, they are not a sin, but what somebody does with them can be a sin. Same thing with the internet. Same thing with social media. Same thing with the television. Those things aren't necessarily a sin, but what you do with them definitely can be a sin. And so, again, there's some people, they might be carrying those things around and are doing just fine. They have faith. They're not sinning. But that not, might not be the case with you. And you just, we just have to admit that there's some things that we can't handle. We've just got to have enough humility to admit that. We can't be all full of pride and be like, well, if other people can handle this, I can handle it too. No. Admit the infirmity of your flesh. Admit the problems that you have and say, you know what? I can't do this. I'm not able to do this thing. And, and just lay it aside. Why? Because we want, to have, we want to be people of faith. And you know what? How, how important is faith to you? you? You want to know why most of us are going to fail in losing weight in 2022? Because it's not that important to us. You know, eating Twinkies is more important to us than, you know, losing weight, getting fit, whatever. And you know what? And that's why we constantly make bad choices that we know will negatively impact us. And it's because those things are more important to us. And the reason that we don't have faith is because we have chosen things that hinder our faith over faith itself. And we've got to make it a priority. You've got to, you've got to do whatever you've got to do to change your mind and to renew your mind on these things. So turn over, uh, look at verse 5 now. And so after he tells them, you haven't resisted against blood, he said, and ye have, and ye have forgotten... The exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children, my son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If ye endure chastening, God dealeth with you as with sons. For what son is he whom the Father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of his holiness. You know what we all need to do going into 2022? We need to renew our commitment to God's will for your life. Because you want to know why many of us focus, or we, we struggle when it comes to faith is because we are more focused on our will than God's will. Did you know you're not going to see great things of God? You're not going to see a great move of God when it comes to your will? You know, the miracles don't happen according to our will. They happen according to God's will. If we want to see God do great things, we've got to get in on His program and not our own program. But most people... You know, when they hear a message on faith, it's like, all right, I'm going to try to get this so I can figure out how I can conjure up enough faith in my soul so I can get my will to be done. You know, maybe if I have enough faith, God will give me the power to call down fire from heaven on my enemies. So do you understand how you're kind of getting things backwards here? We want to have faith so we can see God's will done. We want to have faith so we can do God's will. And here in this, this portion that we just read, we see him talking about chastening. Okay? Now, 
Why is God, this is, this is saved people. This is his children. Why is God chastening his children? Because they're in disobedience. Because they're not living according to his will. They are not doing his will. And he's telling them here, you know, not to despise the chastening, not to faint when you're rebuked of him. You know, when God rebukes you, when God chastens you, don't go fainting. But you know why we faint? Because chastening is not our will. That's not what we were looking for. That's not what we were shooting for. That's not what we were fighting for. You know, this year, 2022, I'm going to do all these things because I'm going to make sure this is the year my will is done. I'm going to make sure this is the year that everything I've ever wanted to happen for myself happens for myself. You're wrong. You know what? You need to lay aside your will and you need to say, you know what? I want to get on God's program. I want to do God's will. And so whenever we're being chastened by God, we're being corrected. You know what? Let's thank God that, well, hey, that's a reminder. I'm saved. That's a reminder. I'm one of his children. And you know what? What do I need to get out of my life? What do I need to fix? Because sin is not God's will and I'm shooting for God's will. So what do I got to get out of my life so I can be more obedient and then have the faith to do those things. And then he, he goes on too to talk about how you know, we had fathers of the flesh. You know, we gave them reverence when they chastened us. And they did it according to their pleasure to get their will for us. But you know what? The things that God has, they are for our profit. When God is dealing with you, it's because he has something good for you. God's trying to accomplish something good for you. And, and just understand this, and this takes faith, okay? We're always going for our will. It's, it's the most natural thing to go for our will. We all think we know what will make us happy. And often, you know, it's like a, a little child, okay? This morning, I went into the fellowship hall. Kelly was in there all by herself walking across the tables. Okay? I have no idea why she was doing that, but she was definitely doing her will at that moment, and she looked pretty happy doing it. Now, obviously, as a father, I went and I put a stop to that, and, you know, and she shed some tears, uh, over the punishment and all that. But at the same time, I understand she could easily get hurt doing something like that, especially when she's in there all by herself. And that is not going to make her happy. Okay. Now she thought she was doing what would make her happy, but I saw her doing something that could make her very unhappy. And so, you know, what I did, I, I stopped it. And often, even as adults, we do really dumb things. We go after really dumb things thinking this is what's going to make me happy. And God has to come along and he's got to, he's got to chasten us and say, no, you don't do this. This is not going to make you happy. This is going to make you miserable. And then God's going to set us on a path that we're going to be like little kids and be like, ah, oh, you know, this is, but no, God's will for your life is going to make you happier. And so, you know what you need to do when you get corrected, when God changes your course, you know what you need to do? You need to have faith and say, I'm going to stay on this path. I'm going to, and so, you know what a lot of us need to lay aside in 2022 is our own will. We've got to be like Jesus and say, not my will, but thine be done. It's like, you know what? Forget my plans for 2022. Forget my goals. You know what? I want to get in on God's program, whatever he needs me to do, whatever correction he needs to make in my life. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it with joy. I'm going to get the message so I can get on the right path because I trust God's will for my life more than I trust my own will. I believe that he will make me happier than I can make myself if I got everything that I was shooting for. But you know what? That takes faith. And so, you know, there's nothing wrong. It, again, it's not a sin for you to desire something. It's not a sin for you to want something. You know, if you want to be 
you know, successful in a business or make some money or, or whatever it is. There, there's, if, if you have just this strong desire for some earthly pleasure, okay, I'm not saying that it's a sin. I don't believe it's a sin to be rich, okay? And I, don't, I don't believe it's a sin to have nice things and to take nice vacations. Or whatever. I don't believe those things are a sin, but at the same time, you've got to make sure that you understand that, you know what? These desires are causing me to get away from what God wants. And so, you know what? I'm just going to lay those things aside. I'm just going to forget about whatever it is that I've been shooting for, I've been working for. I'm going to get on God's program. And folks, all, that just takes faith. That's all there is to it. But I'm afraid many times we allow our will to hinder our faith. And so you need to renew your commitment this year to God's will for your life. And so, uh, so people often have doubts and discouragements too because God didn't do things the way he thought he would or, we, we, or the way he thought or we thought he would. And that's why we've got to make sure it's not about what I want. It's about God's will. So look at verse 11, what it says. It says, Now no chastening for the present seemeth to be joyous, but grievous. I'm glad he said that because I never just feel good when I'm being chastened of God. Okay? And so I'm, I'm glad he says this so I know I'm normal when I feel that way. It's, it's grievous. But then it says, Nevertheless, afterward it yieldeth the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. You know, we need to make sure that we're working on spiritual growth and righteousness. Okay, folks, righteousness is godliness, it's profitable in all things. We see in 1 Timothy 4, 8, for bodily exercise profiteth little, but godliness is profitable unto all things, having the promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So think about this. In, in 2022, on January 1st, all the gyms are going to be full. Why? Because these people, in the beginning of the year, they have faith that if they go and they put themselves through misery, that they'll build muscle and be ripped and all that stuff, right? They, they, have, they have faith. I mean, I mean, do we really do these things for fun? I mean, you know, do people really lift weights and run and all that kind of stuff just for fun? And you know, shut up, those of you, I, I think it's fun. You know, my body craves it. Shut up. Okay, you know, listen, you look, you know, we're all miserable when we're sweating and all that. But at the same time, it is fun for some people because they have faith this is accomplishing something. You know, I can feel the burn. You know, this is going to make me, you know, this is going to make me Mr. Macho Man. This is going to do all these things where I'm, I'm finally going to be able to, you know, the ladies, I'll finally be able to fit in that outfit or whatever. You know, you, th those are the things you have, and you have. But you have faith. It's going to accomplish something. And so as Christians, if we have faith that God knows what he's doing, when God's punishing us, even though it hurts a little bit, we're just going to be like, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a better Christian. I'm going to have more faith. I'm going to be able to accomplish more for God. That's going to be our attitude. And so we see that, you know, godliness, it is, it's profitable in all things, but you've got to have faith. You've got, to, you've got to have faith to believe that. And it's pretty sad that, you know, there's a lot of people out there. And, you'll, have, and have you ever seen that person out there too? You know, they're working out, they're struggling. And it's just like, you know, we all think these things are mine, but it's like, buddy, you've got a long way to go. But there's something that they got faith. I can get there. 
I can get there. And you know what? It's pretty sad how Christians, we will let the littlest obstacle, the littlest bit of chastening to just stop us dead in our tracks. You know why? Because we don't think it's going to accomplish what God said it will accomplish. No, this will accomplish it. We, we all say we want to be good Christians, but yet when anything happens in our life that actually makes good Christians, we quit. Do you all realize all these people that we see in Hebrews 11 that are mentioned, they are mentioned because of their extraordinary circumstances, because of the difficult situations, and because of the faith that they showed. And we all say, I want to be like him. God puts us in a situation where we're going to need some faith. I quit. I didn't know I was going to have to deal with this. I didn't know it was going to be this hard. It's like we, we do. We think everything's going to be easy. Folks, things aren't easy. God's, got, God's going to try to, he's going to try to produce a work in our life. And so we're going to go through some hard times. Look what it says in verse 12 of Hebrews 12. It says, Wherefore, lift up the hands which hang down and the feeble knees and make straight paths for your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but let it rather be healed. So, I love what he says that here. Just like your children, when you get on to them, when you, you know, I mean, you want to know exactly what Kelly did when I got on to her for, you know, walking to the tables? She just... She just, she just kind of drooped. And that's what it's talking about. You know, it, you know, it talks about lifting up the hands, you know, and it talks about the feeble knees. I mean, that, isn't that how we act, all pouty? You know, and it talks about walking straight. You know, we're like walking all over the place like we're staggering. We don't need to be that way as Christians. In fact, he said when these things happen, you know what? Lift up those hands. Be victorious. God's trying to accomplish something. And let me tell you something. Happiness Okay, it is, and victory is a choice and not a situation. And y'all just, you know, you need to burn that in your brain. Happiness, it, it's a choice. Victory, it's a choice. As believers, we are victorious. Folks, we are risen from the dead with Jesus Christ. We have eternal life. We have all these spiritual promises. We are righteous in Jesus Christ. We, I mean, we, we are sons of God. We've got all these things spiritually going for ourselves. And God expects us to live as though we are those things and though we have those things. But you know what? We act like we're spiritually dead sometimes. That, that's a choice, folks. Listen, if you're saved and you still are just controlled by sin, that's your choice. A lot of people think that salvation just means I'm automatically just all my sins are going to go away and I'm going to, I'm going to be victorious. No, you're still going to have to have faith. Okay, yes, positionally in Christ, you're righteous. But let me tell you something. If you're going to live a godly life, if you're going to be Christ-like, you're going to have to have faith. It's never going to be an easy thing. And, it, and, it's, it's, and you're going to have to make the choice. Am I going to be victorious or am I going to let things defeat me? And everyone who is saved, everyone who has the Holy Spirit living them, if they're still continuing their sin, if they're still struggling with drunkenness and they just can't get any victory in their life, it is their choice. They have chosen that for themselves. And you know what they need to do? They need to lay aside some things. They need to lay aside those weights that are besetting them because it's preventing them from being victorious and having faith. Look what it says in verse 14. 
goes on to say, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You know what? We need to work on being peaceful. Too many times we get caught up in battles and things. And, and folks, we're going to have enough battles coming our way. We don't need to go having unnecessary battles. Those things are what are going to affect our faith. The Bible does say in Matthew 5, 9, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they should be called the children of God. James 3.18 says, And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. Romans 12.18 says, If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. And listen, I, I get it. There are some things that we can't help. There are some things that we can't control. Our nation can go to war. And you know, we could have, our country could get attacked. You know, we, we can be attacked. We, can, you know, we get attacked all the time, but that doesn't mean we still can't be at peace. We can have peace even in the midst of storms. That's part of being a Christian. We serve the master who said, peace be still and stop the storm. And let me tell you, sometimes God doesn't necessarily stop the storm, he, but he, he'll get you through the storm. And, you know, we've got, to, we've got to learn to just go through storms like they're not even there. You know, we need, to, we need to learn to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and go forward through a fiery furnace and come out of it not even smelling like smoke, like, like we weren't even in a furnace. We have not, God has not promised to help us avoid the fiery furnaces. He's just promised he'll get us through them. God never promised to, to, you know, to never allow us to go into a storm. He just promised to get us through them. And so what we've got to make sure that we do as Christians is anything that's causing you to lose that peace in your heart, you need to lay that aside. You need to set those things aside. That's a weight you don't need to be carrying. We are supposed to be at peace. And, and peace does not mean, and we don't have to have peace through surrender. That's what a lot of people want. You know, let's, that call for peace, a lot of the hippie types that are out there. You know, what they really mean is surrender. But, you know, we don't have to do it. We can go forward and yet still with peace in our hearts. And we could preach a whole message just on that. I'm not going to spend any time on that. I've got a couple more things I want to try to cover. But, you know, work on having that peace in your heart, whatever you've got to do to be peaceful. We should strive for peace. That should be the desire. And then look what it says in verse 15. It says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. And notice that term, lest any root of bitterness. We've got to learn to actually get rid of you know, problems and actually forget things. Too many times, you know, we forgive but we don't forget, you know, and, and we do, we, we try to lay things aside, you know, maybe wrongs that have been done to us, you know, we try to forget, but it's like, we always keep a little bit of it stored somewhere. And let me tell you, when it comes to weeds, you got to get the roots. If you don't get the roots, they're coming back. And we've got to make sure that we, you know, weed out any root of bitterness that we have in our hearts Otherwise, these things are going to just spring up again and we're going to be defiled by them. And I don't know why it is we like to hang on to these things so much. 
I don't know if it's because every once in a while it just feels good to feel sorry for yourself and be a victim. I don't know if it's because we just like having something to just you know throw over, hold over people's head. You know, I, I don't know what it is that causes us to hang on to bitterness and wrongs that have been done to us. Uh, I'm sure we all have 20 different reasons in each of our lives, but you know what? We just need to understand they're all bad reasons. They all hurt us. They affect us. They hinder our faith. And you know what we've got to do? We've got to get rid of it. We cannot let those things spring up. And then notice verse 16. He says, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. For you know how that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it carefully with tears. We need to make sure that we never sacrifice the future for some present temporary pleasure. And folks, again, that's where faith comes in. Faith is always thinking ahead. You know, Abraham, when he left that earth, the Chaldees, he wasn't just looking for a land on this earth, but he was looking for that heavenly Jerusalem. He never received it in his lifetime. He, he never received it. He won't receive it until the resurrection. But you know what? He followed after that. He stayed focused on that. And you know, many people, they lose the eternal things. They, they lose the heavenly treasures because they're looking for some immediate gratification right now. I mean, folks, you know, if, if I told you right now, you know, would you rather have me give you $1,000 today or $10,000 10 years from now? You know, some you'd probably take $1,000 right now, you know, just because 10 years from now, I don't know what's going to happen. You know, and we, we're always just looking for that immediate pleasure. But it would be a lot better to get to 10000 10 years from now. That's, that's, a much, that's 10 times as much. But you've got to wait a lot longer. I, I know it stinks. But, you know, the things, the better things, waiting is usually involved. And we see a lot of verses in the Bible about waiting on the Lord, about patience. And you know what? People who get in trouble, you know, like Esau. I like how it compares Esau, even though he didn't commit fornication, but it, compare, it uses Esau as an illustration of a fornicator because a fornicator is someone who literally, I mean, they will throw away their future for just a, a, one moment of pleasure that doesn't last. And they'll just hurt so many things. And that's what Esau did. I mean, Esau literally forfeited his inheritance for one morsel of meat. I mean, was it that good? I mean, you know, how hungry was he? Was he really that hungry? Do you really think his mom and dad would have let him starve to death? You know, but and, and I've been there before. Okay, you know, where and where I felt like I was dying. We never, none of us have ever been starving to death, probably in here. But we feel like it sometimes. And it's amazing what we will throw away for just some short momentary pleasure you know what will stop you from doing that faith that's all there is to it you know what my flesh is telling me this will bring me satisfaction but the bible says it won't you know what? i'm going to trust god i'm going to i'm going to have faith and let me tell you something i don't care who you are i don't care if you i don't even care if you don't have television okay with with internet and just with all the advertisements that are out there today, you are constantly being tempted with sin. Every one of us, we are constantly, we have sin being advertised to us every day. Every, everywhere you go, sin is being advertised 
and promoted to you. And you know what? You need to figure out what you got to do to keep that stuff out of your head, out of your mind, because you know what? It's, it's those things that take away from our faith. And if you're going to carry around those things, you're, you're not going to be a person of faith. And we need to make sure that we always remember what God has called us to do. Look at verse 18. We'll close with this. It says, For ye are not come unto the mount that might be touched, and that burned with fire, nor to the blackness and darkness and tempest, and the sound of a trumpet, and the voice of words, which voice they heard, in, uh, entreated that the word should not be spoken to them any more. For they could not endure that which was commanded. And if so much as a beast touched the mountain, it should be stoned and thrust through with the dark. And so terrible was the sight that Moses said, I exceedingly fear and quake. But ye are come unto Mount Zion and unto the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to an innumerable company of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven, and to, the God, and to God the judge of all, and to the spirits of just men made perfect, and to Jesus the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. We must always remember what God has called us to, what God has done for us in salvation. And because of what God has done for us in saving us, God has made us capable of some amazing things. Okay? And listen, don't, don't let this statement go to your head. But all of us in here, we are capable of doing some amazing things for God. We could have an incredible year in 2022. We are capable. Now, we're not capable because of anything impressive about us. We're capable because of who is in us and what he, uh, what he is capable of. But you know what we have to have? Faith. Okay? Listen, God can do anything but God uses people of faith. And so if we don't have faith, guess what? God's not going to do anything. God didn't do many mighty works in some places. You know why? Because of their unbelief. So the question I want to ask you is, what's stopping you from having faith? What's, what's hindering you from having faith? What weights are you carrying around that's hindering your faith? Because you know what? I don't know about you. I want to see God do great things. I want 2022 to be the best year that we've ever had. But it's got, we've got to have more faith than we've ever had. We're not going to have a better year unless we increase in faith. And if we increase in faith, I believe we will see great things happen. So your success, your failure depends on your faith. Will you have it this year or are you going to be too busy carrying those weights around? I think it's time for us to drop some serious weight as a church. I, would, I wish we had a measuring tool that we could use. You know, so we could measure ourselves this year, uh, you know, on January 1st, then do it again and see if we have more faith. But, uh, you know, we, we're not really able to do it that way. Unfortunately, it's, you know, it's nice having those scales where you, you got a number, right? You know, those things can be good motivators. Uh, but you know what? We, you know, we don't have anything like that that we can use. But you know what? If we, ha if we have our best year, we're going to know it. You know, if God's showing up, if God's doing great things, we're going to know it. We'll see it. The results will be obvious. And so I hope this will be our best year ever. And so I hope we'll all lose some weight in 2022. So let's pray. Dear Lord, I thank you so much uh, for your word and the it gives. I thank you for just the countless examples we have in the Bible of those who did great things through faith. Lord, we have absolutely 
no excuse at all to not trust every single thing that you've said. And so, Lord, I pray that everyone in here will do a real examination of their own heart and of their own life. And we'll all ask, honestly ask ourselves, what, what are we carrying around that's hindering our faith? And dear God, I pray that we will drop those weights uh, right away and that we'll see uh, great things done as a result. In your name we pray. Amen.